Hi everybody, I'm Deacon Dave. I'm Light Person Lisa. Welcome to the Deacon, Deacon Dave, Dave and Light Person, Person Lisa, Lisa show. show. Welcome back everybody. I think Lisa is um, excited to be here and uh, wants, wants me to keep things moving along. So right, we are with the fruits of the spirit. So and Let's we are finish this series up. This series that's taking about six, <laughs> six years. <months. laughs> yeah, it feels like six years. As we said in our last last episode on longanimity, there's been some long suffering that's going on with this series, yeah. both for us and for the listeners. I don't think we should do twelve part series anymore. Maybe not, but let's talk about chastity. Yes, another fruit of the spirit. And so Lisa has a definition of a that's about a paragraph long, right? Yeah, so we'll break it down. And we're going to break it down, and we're going to talk about each sentence in yes. the definition. So go ahead, Lisa. Well, the goal of chastity is to habitually to recognize and respect the image of God in others. Okay, so uh, let's first start with the word habitually, right? Okay. So we need to consistently recognize the fact that God is in other people. Yes. And to recognize that, okay, God has created each and every person in his image, right? So yes. at the very core of who they are in their mind and soul, uh, is the image of God. Now, granted, sometimes that's hard to see in some people, right? So we may um, not want to see God in them because we don't necessarily see eye to eye. Mm -hmm. Or we may not see God in them because of our perverse way of looking at someone or something. Because like objectifying? Of objectifying that person, right? Like she is very good looking. So I don't I see the fact that she's good looking, yeah. but I don't respect the fact that that was a beauty created in her by God. Right. And and I, I go in the other direction. Right. So that's not living out chastity. So I like that. That, that That's a good, strong person. It's like the dignity of life. Right. And, 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 you know, and it's like, so this back to this word habitual, in order to find that consistency, right, because we're all going to go backwards, we have to... We have to like number one avoid those occasions where we know if we go in this direction it's only opening us up right to right. be tempted right um and to not be temperate in in how we live out our life chastely mm -hmm. and so a lot of it too is just avoiding situations mm -hmm. right uh certain maybe like places to go places to go aisles to walk down channels to watch mm -hmm. you know all of those things that can open up doors right mm -hmm that will not help us in habitually seeing the image of God in other people. Right. Wow, we really broke that one down with some detail, didn't <laughs> yeah, we? Yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, chastity not only is a virtue of self-control and self-respect, but it is also a virtue of mutual respect and responsible love. Responsible love. And so I think it's easy, if you're gonna have respect for someone, then you need to, uh, out of out of love for that person, right, and out of personal or, or friendly relationship, you keep it and don't let it go beyond, you know, where it's supposed to go. Mm -hmm. And I think, like, for example, I think in spiritual direction, this is a good example, right? They say a lot of times that only men should direct men and women should direct women. Right. Because you're, you know, you're sharing a lot of, of details about one's life. And so if you're not careful, right, if you're not directing chastely or in any relationship it's easy to then make what is personal like the boundaries change the boundaries change right and then you've kind of crossed that line of not being chased in that relationship right. because because 
of, 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 of the personal things that are being shared. And right. so they become something they should not become or were not even intended to become in the first place, right? right? Because if someone's going to open themselves up to you, then um, you have to respect that. That's right. the kind of mutual respect I think that, that right. they're talking about. Right. Breaking it down again. <laughs> Chastity frees us to love the way Jesus loves, including the chaste and tender love he had for Mary Magdalene. So chastity allows us to love the way Jesus loved. Mm-hmm. Now, how often do we do that? <laughs> Not often enough. Do you think it's easier in some situations? Well, Jesus is perfect love, so we're never going to have perfect love. Right, but I think, you know, you're right. Because of sin, mm-hmm. right? Sin entered the world. So our thinking is disordered mm-hmm. in the way we look at things. And because it's disordered, it makes it difficult for us um, to live out this fruit of being chaste, right? To, to, to realize that in our lives. I think the gift that that might go back to the most is piety. Okay. And, and really um, growing in holiness. Because the closer we grow to God, mm-hmm. right, the, to Jesus, mm-hmm. then the more we're going to be able to be like Jesus mm-hmm. and to love like Jesus in a way that's appropriate. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I think if you watch the Chosen episodes, that's uh, with Mary Magdalene, like the first one, and the one where she ran off and Jesus said, I forgive you, and she came back. And, and here's the thing, though. See, so, see, he was very tender and loving, mm-hmm. right? And so that's when we talk about this mutual respect that chastity requires is Jesus or any person can be mutual uh, and ten- I mean, tender and loving, but the other person has to receive it that way mm. and not receive it as as something that's disordered, right? So if it's not intended, if it wasn't sent as being disordered, it also has to not be received as being disordered. So that mutuality, because it's easy for someone who's like genuinely being loving and caring, right? For someone to go, take it the wrong way. Oh, what is this guy doing? What is this girl doing? You know, does that make sense? Yeah. So yeah, there's, it has to work both ways. Yep. So trust has to be built up in relationships you know, in order for that to be accomplished. Mm-hmm. It gives us com- it gives us the confidence to love others in honesty and purity without the anxiety that comes from the slavery of a hypersexualized culture. Right. And so, you know, within our own hearts, number one, right, we, um, the closer we are to God, then the easier it is for us to know that how we are loving them is purely that chaste type of love that we're giving them and it doesn't have some other motivation behind it, if that makes sense. Right. Very interesting. Free from the obsessions of impurity, chastity also purifies one's prayer life, bringing us closer to God. So I think I I want to just talk about reconciliation here Mm -hmm. for a minute. So we all know when we're not being chased in our, so we say in our thoughts, in our words, and what we have done, and what we have failed to mm-hmm. do. And I think that the confidior that we say at the beginning of Mass is really calling us to closely examine those areas of our life where we have failed to love, if you will, mm-hmm. right? We have done something, as you suggested, that is objectifying or not of God or not loving the way Jesus does. Mm-hmm. And so I don't think what I'm trying to say here, Lisa, is I don't think we need to minimize those things. Mm-hmm. I think we need to take them 
um, you know, to confession. To confession, yeah. right? Right. Yeah, those glances, those thoughts, those things right. that we do, because um, then you I, get strengthening graces. Exactly to help you resist moving mm -hmm. forward. Because I I told a group the other day, and you hear this in Crescia, we don't fall away from God in a day, mm -hmm. but if we don't use the maintenance sacrament mm -hmm. that he's given us to do the maintenance sacrament. Yeah. you know and, and, and or if we don't offer these things up as a part of the sacrifice of the mass then um they'll start to grow in us mm -hmm. and that's what the devil wants mm -hmm. yeah this is not a big deal you know you just you just thought about it for a minute that's not a big deal no it, it is a big deal yeah and so these things if you're going to gain that strength, like you said, you need to take them to the sacrament of confession. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I thought I think it's interesting that um, like the devil's voice is a lot louder than um, God's. Yes. I was thinking about that earlier today. He's like a banging gong. Yeah. That that you can hear, but at the depth of our soul, we can still hear the voice of God telling us that we're doing wrong. Right. However, there are people that have fallen so far away from what it means to live a chaste life. That they don't hear the voice. Yeah. They don't see anything wrong with what they're doing. No. Yeah. No. And I, I think we, um, I think people can even struggle with this inside of, of, of the church teaching, right? Mm -hmm. That the church teaches us to, to not have sex outside of marriage, um, that it's, it's one man and one woman. Um, and, and there are certain things within the marital act um, that technology should not be used, mm -hmm. contraception. And these things can really cause us to um, struggle with uh, what what we're called to do in living a chaste life. Mm -hmm. So what else do you have well, there? Well, I think that's all for the paragraph, but I think it's important to, um, you know, talk about how chastity is not only for single people, but married people too, because maybe some people get confused with chastity and celibacy. Right, exactly. So if you do you want to expand on it? Uh, so celibacy is abstaining from uh, sex outside of marriage. So if you're not married, then you don't have sex. And chastity, um, both single and married couples are called to love um, each other, like we said, um, with like mutual respect. And... Right. So if you're a single person, you shouldn't be having sex. Right. Right. Uh, that should only happen within the context of marriage. Right. But if you are objectifying your wife, Right. Right. Or you are. Um, that's not chastity. Having relations with her for your own self satisfaction. Yeah, that's not how Jesus is loving right. us. Right. Right. And so, yeah, that's a great point that it doesn't matter whether you're. Even married people have to live a chaste life, too. Mm -hmm. And I think that um, when we want to use contraception because we want to have sex, because. But we don't want to have a child, we're totally missing the point. Of, of what we hear about the creation of man and woman um, in the book of Genesis and how it needs to be both unitive and procreative. Those two elements together um, are that conjugal love, right, is, is what we need to have. Because then you're denying God's will when you bring in artificial means of you preventing had to, pregnancy. You had to say it, denying God's will. And don't we do that so often? <laughs> yeah. And I think part of living a chaste life is saying yes to God's will. And sometimes that could cause some long suffering, which mm, we talked about. In our, right. In our, and, and we can complain about it and we can say, we don't understand this teaching or why it has to be this way. Mm -hmm. And, but the Lord is calling us not only maybe to some potentially long suffering, but to live out a chaste life mm -hmm. in doing so. Mm -hmm. It'd be tough. What else you got on that? That's a good paragraph. 
Oh, that's the end of the paragraph. I don't right. have anything else. I'm Deacon Dave. I'll wait for some Lisa. See you next time. Bye.